welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong with a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Things got a little bit hairy in the UK as the Queens made their appearance on the newest chat show, Catty Man. So who meowed it to the top and who just coughed up a hairball? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK4. And joining me are a duo who are now reunited from their days in Columbus, Ohio. It's Mahajera and Jeremy Torres. Hello! Hello, hello. Hello. All right. um, I didn't let you do the reunion uh, before we started because I wanted the real deal um, on the podcast Take the moment. Say hello to one another again. Hi. It's been so Hi, long. Jeremy. It has been so long. I don't even remember the last time I saw you here in Columbus. It had to be before the pandemic. Yeah, it had to be. Oh, gosh. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's like 2019. Yeah. Probably. Wow. That's Probably. baby Jeremy. Yes. And baby Maha. When baby Maha didn't have rhinestones at all. <laughs> Um, so I want to know, how did the two of you meet? What's the backstory? I, was it? I'm trying to figure out which. I think um, it was a show that me and Edna were in together. together. Yes, yes, with yes. Edna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a mutual friend, Edna Moi. Um, shout out to Edna Moi. She's the dancing diva of Columbus. Um, she had a show that I was also in, and Jeremy's uh, good friends with them. And uh, we got to meet and talk, and um, yeah, it's all from there. And we probably just saw each other here and there, like in the club scene. And then you moved to the Big Apple, and now you're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker now. I'm in Boston now. Look at that! It's just we okay. hop in. We hop in now. Now you're in the you're a bean. Is you're that what bean. it's called? Is is yeah. that what it's called out here? Boston's Boston? a bean. Yeah, that's a bean. The Boston bean. Okay. Mm-hmm um yeah fun times in boston get ready for that windy cold winter it's coming it's coming bitch you know i was at club cafe last night and i said that wind hit and i said okay we're going home (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna get chill chill um and of course maha i met via jeremy because i was looking for some uh filipinos to come on for the drag race philippines um recaps and Maha's the only one who came on. I, I reached out to so many and none of them wanted to do it. Yes, and I thank you, Jeremy, for uh, recommending me. We love how the world works. It's so, yes. it's so wonderful. We've got um, friends I'm, in high places. It's true. I am going to leave the disclaimer because it's now the fun thing to do. 
This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on a television show to craft, share their craft, but they also have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in this podcast for entertainment purposes to discuss a reality television show. Okay, done. There we go. I just need to keep putting it out there because sometimes people just forget that this is entertainment. I am not a, 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 a critic who knows everything. I am reacting to what I see. So if you don't like what I have to say, that's okay. We Drag is art. Art is, is subjective. Wrong show, but it still means the same thing here. Sort of, kind of. Um, wow. Four episodes into Drag Race UK4. How are we feeling? Jeremy? Yeah, um, I am enjoying it so far. Um, we'll talk later about you know what this this week's elimination was i have feelings i have thoughts i have opinions um mm-hmm. but i've been enjoying it so far what about you mom i've also been enjoying it um i love the uk drag i just love the what that they sing so like when they do like singing challenges i just love hearing that like how like they want to one up each other um but the fashion has been amazing so it's a great, it's a great season. Yeah, it's a good season. These are obviously heavy hitters of the UK. We're finally being like, okay, if they're a big name, and they should probably be on the show now. Um, but it's also creating some very interesting decision making from RuPaul, and I'm not sure I agree with a lot of shit that's happening. Weird, weird. Let's dive dive into this episode. It was a lip sync and a half and Black Peppa has sent Copper home. She is humbled as she knows she has to step up her game or she might be next. The mirror message alluded to Copper saying they are lucky to not have to play her in Snatch Game. Do you think she was going to be a threat in that department? No. Why not? Not really. You, you, so you are not a Copper fan. I, I mean, uh, like, you know... I can't say I wasn't a fan, but also I was just, I just felt it. You hate gingers. Do I? <laughs> okay, fun fact. My time in Boston, I've already been on date with two gingers, so I don't know. I don't know. About Whoa, that. wow, look at that. Gingers, watch out. They're moving um, for gingers. I know, I was like, oh. And then my friend texted me, he was like, what's your thing with gingers? And I was like, that was coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely one of the queens who has an acting background who is very theatrical. So she, if she picked the right person, it could have went well. I can't recall who she was going to do. I know she said it on one of the exit interviews. But I just, whoever she said, it clearly didn't make an impact to me that I thought she would do well. Um, but I liked her. She was fine. Now, the old meeting is out. And Black Peppa is really going to miss Ginger. Cue that rattlesnake. Who the fuck is Ginger? <laughs> it's the fact that wrong name. I was like, she was so right. confident. She was so, so confident. confident saying she was like, I'm gonna miss Ginger. And everyone was like, who? Now the girls are gonna remind her that her name was in fact Coppertop, and I suppose she really did fade into the background. As Baby says, Copper can't even catch a break as her exit is massacred by Peppa massacring her name. What's the worst wrong name you've both ever been called? 
I've gotten Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you don't look like a Jeffrey at all. Right. I've gotten Jeffrey like Jeffrey. I was like, who? That's not me. No, <laughs> so my Jeffrey. real name, my real name is Jeremiah. So like I've been called Jeremy before. So I've like didn't take offense to it, obviously, but um no, it's just uh with Mahajera, like I've gotten like Naja. Mm-hmm. Madge. I'm just like, I, I don't know where these names are coming from, but all right. Yeah, poor girl, poor girl. So Sminty says <laughs> so Sminty says that while she apologizes for calling her an old maiden, she will miss Copper and her warm presence. She feels like after the elimination, the room has a big space taken out of it. And I was like, but y'all didn't interact. Ever. Yeah, there was like not a lot of editing of them Mm-mm. mingling. Cheddar believes she should have been in the bottom with Copper as they worked as a team on their looks, but LaPhil will say that Copper's was a different style, and I vehemently disagree. That's not true. They came from the same universe. I still think they were together. But Cheddar will admit to LaPhil's pushing that Copper did decide on her elements, to which Danny laughs as the prospect that Dan- that maybe Cheddar doesn't really feel that bad for Copper going. As the residents shit stir, Danny asks Johnbers if she felt like she had a lucky escape from the bottom, and Johnbers will stand by her look. She thinks it's fashion and was down to execution. And I will say that's the whole point of this challenge, my dear. Execution. Is Johnbers wrong? Was it fashion? Is it fashion? Would you wear it? No, it looked, it was giving me very like dynasty meets like. Mm -hmm. yeah it was famous words it was choices yeah it was choices three are down and it's no longer time to be best friends the stench of desperation pervades the air danny says that she and pixie are two aberging emojis and to us americans that means eggplant or, as Pixie says, they're two silly fat dicks, a.k.a. Jeremy's ideal Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday night. Oh, and Jeremy's just, not ashamed of that. Nope, not ashamed of it at all. Um, also, uh, Maha, this is uh, the Shading Jeremy show. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love no it. Words. No words, but also, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, I know but also, so well. leave me alone. <laughs> Um, hey, listen, now we know that they're, maybe it's two gingers, two ginger eggplants at once. I don't know. It could but, be. And what's wrong with be. that? Nothing's wrong, wrong with that? that. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I mean, I just got to text something in the group chat. I'd be like, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Pixie says she has to prove to the girls that if they don't move out of the way, she will slap them to the side and run all the way to the crown. Like she has no idea what she's saying and some of the people who watch the show are still questioning how she's still surviving on this television program wow i've had haters there are a lot of haters people who come on the podcast being like why is she still here how is she not in the bottom in certain things and i guess we'll discuss it because i don't know we're here now jomber says she's a breakout star and she doesn't want a group challenge but someone is about to be very mad. We're just really front-loading these group challenges, aren't we? Yeah. All right. It's the next day. Dakota has two repeater badges, and she is feeling unnatural and has got a bit of imposter syndrome is setting in as she is the one who makes note that everyone's eyes are now on her new nipple covers. 
I wasn't going to look if she said nothing. So um, that's on her. She did that for herself. Now, Dakota and Baby are congratulated, and Sminty says that she is no longer Dakoster. It's always the pretty ones that are so pretty and forget to look in the mirror at their own no bad self. What's wrong with Sminty? Does she not realize the things that come out of her mouth sometimes? I don't think she's aware. <laughs> I don't think she's aware <laughs> of anything that she's saying. No. Um, but also, like saying like the coaster, I was like, "Uh, girl, she got, she got two. What you got?" <laughs> right, and 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 I guarantee you, she sat in her hotel room all night just for that one line. Jokes are hard. Is Dakota the sleeping assassin? Well, Pixie is surprised with her two badges, but she's excited to see what she does next. Why so much shade to Dakota? I think that people um, discredit, like, the pretty girl sometimes Mm -hmm. and just think, like, oh, she's just just a pretty face. She's not X, Y, and Z. But, like, when she is X, Y, and Z, it's like, oh, okay, here we are. All right. I wonder if it has anything to do with the scene itself outside of the show. Like, cause I don't think Dakota was really necessarily a big performer. Um, so maybe some of the performing Queens, the Titans of the stage really are excited to see what's coming from her because this is not what she does. Now, baby how to share her win. How does she feel? Well, at least she got a win. She was sacrificed to the girl group challenge. So having a moment is loving to her. The bitch is not letting that go. Is she? She's going to milk that. <laughs> she Every milk that single time. I get it. She has a degree in songwriting. She wanted that win. The alarm sounds as Rue shares a message about pussy cats. Now, Rue is going to reveal another mini challenge, and this one was um, something, wasn't it? For this week's mini challenge, they are going to do a cheeky twist on musical chairs for a game called Line of Booty Duty. Now, Danny Beard didn't have enough friends to do musical chairs as a kid, so she predicts she will do shitty. How are the two of you at musical chairs? Did you have enough friends as children to play musical chairs? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, in kindergarten. I would hope everyone had enough friends in kindergarten, or at least like a teacher who would let them have friends. have you ever done musical shots? Absolutely. Yes. And I think it was at Axis when I did it. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. I know. I think um Did you win? I did I did not win. Um I think that's when Nina was there hosting and I was <laughs> I, said, I said, I guess I'm doing this. So we're blaming well, Nina West. Oh, yeah. Fair. Fair. I, I've done musical shots a couple times. And sometimes I purposely like bow out because I'm like, no, this is going to end the night so poorly. Like, what are you doing to me? Um, but I You're love trying watching to kill it. Me. Literally, I love watching it. I love watching those dumb, stupid twinks. I think they can do four shots in a night. And then when the game is done and they are sitting back in the seat, Gone. Just gone. Or on Sleeping, the patio, like, done. puking. Literally. Like, can um, you get my yeah. friend? 
I wish this was musical shots instead because I want to see these queens get lit. Like so lit as in Drag Race Philippines untucked lit. Yes. Those bitches get drunk. Literally a queen gets eliminated because she was so fucking drunk. Poor Venus Selux. Poor girl. She's very good at Drag Race though. But bad at drinking. Bad at drinking. Terrible at drinking. All right. Um, so they have 15 minutes to get into derriere enhanced drag. Sminty walks into the workroom, beat down, and then she has to go look busted and run around like a prat. What a brat. What a little brat. Did she not know what the show was going to make her do? She, of course they're going to make her look like a fool. I just also love that she wakes up probably at five in the morning to put on a face just to take off the face five minutes later. How many years has this show been on? You know this is about to happen. Don't put on your face. Um, but also, this girl is also very bronze when she comes out. So She was. I wrote that in my notes. Mm-hmm. Very bronze. Very, very, very bronze. Um, now, Cheddar has put a breastplate on her butt. LaFille is filling her butt with pastries. What a waste of food. I would like a crumpet. Don't waste it on your butt. I was like, who in catering did they have to ask to be like, give me all these snacks? I guarantee you. Give me all these snacks. Literally, she probably ran to the crafty table and was like, mine. And then everyone on the crew was like, wait, I was, I didn't eat yet. (laughs) Right. And of course the production is going to be like, no, 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 no. The Queens are more important. We want food on their butt. Sorry, you don't eat. Now the queens are going to return and they have to sit on these stupid ass chairs made of butts. Like, what was this? Who in the art department said, yeah, this is what you should be sitting on. This is what you asked for. But someone got paid to make those. Crazy. Imagine being the, the, the art department making these and just thinking like, wow, this is what I went to school for. Making yeah, a chair out of an ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee you there will be some bars, um, probably in New York City, that will be using those as uh, new decor. Are we thinking the same bar? Hardware? What are you going to say? I was going to say hardware. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Rue summons the brick crew, aka Inspector Longbottom, because he's going to watch who sits first. Um, do we really want a long bottom? What why long bottom? That means big butt. Or long butt? What what do we want here? I don't want a long butt. Ew. So like musical chairs, they have to shake their booties while the music plays, and when the music stops, they have to take a seat. Whoever doesn't have a butt is out. Last queen standing wins. Now, Cheddar calls this game Ass to Ass, which is one of her favorite games or group activities. Um, Ass to Ass is also when two bottoms get together and battle it out to see who is going to be forced to top. Um, Jeremy is very well versed in that game. And that's okay, Jeremy. You don't have to take this. Be proud of being a bottom. I'm a proud bottom. Um, Period. Same. So, like, here we go. No, it's just because Jeremy um, gets a lot of other bottoms attracted to him. So this is the battle that you have to do. That's that's the problem when bottoms like each other. Right. I mean, they always assume I'm a top and I'm be like, where? where yeah, exactly. Like- exactly. It's, it's a flipped hat. That's what, that's what, mm-hmm. that's like, mm, top. And I was like, mm, well, no. There it is. Honestly, like two bottoms meeting each other, that could be a maxi challenge to see who tops. And honestly, like, why not try topping? At least once in your life, if you're exactly. at your bottom. 
Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> this mini challenge kind of gave me like very old school drag race vibes. It was stupid fun. It made no sense. It was just to watch the queens be silly. And sometimes that we, that's what we need on this show. Yeah. It's a good balance. Um, now, Danny is out first because this was way too much cardio for them. Um, makes sense. Second round, they're going to be dancing to Peanut Butter, which not shocking that that song's used. Um, it's going to be a mad dash to the tushies. Now, Dakota's going to knock Spinty over, but it's Cheddar who was resting those cheesy feet. Got, got a little aggressive. Got a little aggressive there. Yeah. Um, again, watching um, aggressive... Drag is not a contact sport over on Drag Race Philippines. Again, Venus Lux out of the competition because of fucking silhouette. It's all her fault. Venus can't her over. break on the show. Knocked her over. Yep. Now, next round, Sminty will get her revenge on Dakota. She is out. Then LaPhil and her pastries are done next. And apparently those pastries have found their way to her ankles. Gross. She's, a- she's aging. What do you do with those pastries afterwards? I would say feed it to the birds, but also I don't think you can feed those to the birds. Probably not. I say keep them and sell them on eBay. There we go. Honestly, make that room money back. Mm. (laughs) Literally. These pastries have been featured on RuPaul's Drag Race. Literally. (laughs) Um, The next round we see Baby fail as her luscious booty is not luscious anymore. I love that there was like a slow... A slow motion when she fell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're being a little shady to baby recently. Um, interesting. Four left. Black Peppa is knocked out. Three girls battle out. Jombers. She's gone. She's used to using, losing. Um, I felt like she just gave up. I, I was like, she, she's done. And then we have an unlikely duo. Pixie and Sminty. Um, two queens who probably have never spoken to each other ever. Even in the competition. Pixie is ready to booty bash her way out of the competition. Two queens, one seat. Um, you remember two girls, one cup? Remember that? Good times. Good oh, times. God. That was when I was in college. You, I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. Same. Same. I think it's when like we finally got a computer at home. I don't know. One of those. Wow. I just... For me in college, I was like, this is gross, nasty. I could a fifth grader watching this. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, boy. Well, Pixie finally makes her win and um, she's going to win. And it's a challenge about butts. So not surprising. The way she just sat on that seat and Sminty just fell right over. It's kind of fun to watch a twink lose. Sometimes, sometimes the big girl's got to beat the twinks. That's how it should be sometimes. But for this week's Maxi Challenge, Fur Will Fly as they appear on the new chat show, Catty Man, hosted by Alan Carr. Obviously, this is a parody of Alan's sadly defunct chat show, Chatty Man. Um, Did you ever watch any clips from Chatty Man? Sadly, no. But I feel like now I need to. It's a good show. It's very, very funny. Um, there are many, many, many clips on um, the YouTube. Um, basically, just put Chatty Man in and then pick the celebrity you want to watch. Uh, but basically, like the way his show very much works is when he would invite his guest out, um, literally has like a, uh, um, a liquor cabinet of sorts in like a globe and just opens it up. And it's like, what do you want to drink? 
Um, they get their guest Liddy out there. Yes. I think I watched the one with Lady Gaga like a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's really good. Um, my favorite is when he um interviews his former roommate, um, Adele, uh, because they talk about when they live together. Very fun, very fun. And also, um, for those who love Jack Whitehall like I do, when he is on with his dad, very, very, very funny. Um, so go check it out. Go check it out. I thought the show was still airing, but apparently it's Graham Norton who has the show that is still airing forever and ever and will never die. It's fine. It's okay. The Oprah of the UK. Literally. So they're going to be testing their improv skills in family reunions, love triangles, and nasty case of cat scratch fever. They'll be working in groups of three and Sminty is not thrilled and is feeling like all stars one up in there. And I was like, sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Pixie will get to assign the teams. She selects Danny and Cheddar for her group and then she will look down the line to determine the other teams. So we will have Dakota, LaPhil and Baby and then John Burr's Peppa and Sminty. Rue is like, well, that was obviously very easy and I'm not getting the drama that I wanted but her name is Pixie Polite, so manners. Rue just does not appreciate what Pixie does here. And you could tell. We can, yeah. That whatever, whatever, whatever was feeding into Rue's ear was like, mm, mm, stay disappointed, stay disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not cute, but... um. We'll talk about it. I think she did the okay thing. She did the right thing. She sacked her team and made the other teams teams. They teamed. Now, Rue will reveal that the category on the runway is the main event, Love Your Hair, Hope You Win. And we will put a pin on that for now, but the missed opportunity of the British lip sync song was lost, and I am still fuming at it. It's okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Now, the queens are going to get to their stations to get out of their quick drag. And Cheddar just needs to get the handcuffs out of her ears. Um, Didn't know that's where they go, but um, good for her. Jeremy, you should know. Is that where they go? Yeah. (laughs) Sure, sure. There it goes. LaPhil says improv is next level stuff. And the last time they did improv was in acting class in school. And since LaPhil is older than I am, I can confirm that is a long, long time ago. Um, have either of you ever taken an acting class where you had to do improv? Yes, high school. Oh boy, how were you in it? But you know, I did my, I got my A. I, Good. I got, my, I got my A in that class. Uh, we had to take a theater class as part of our curriculum like requirement to graduate. Nice, nice. Ma, have you ever done it? Um, in college. So like you have your like classes that you had to take um, like as a freshman. Um, and like one of them has to be art. And I think I did take theater um, just to get it over with because I think the one I wanted wasn't available. Um, like I learned a lot. I mean, I don't use it now, but like, because I'm not like a good actor, so like improv is kind of hard for me. Um, so I commend the people who can do improv. For me, I I mean, I had to take one because I was a stage manager, and you have to learn everything about theater. So I had to do a, a level one acting class, and of course there was improv, and I was like, this is not for me. Um, but I feel like as a host, 
I've definitely improved on the improv skills. I've definitely been able to be more off the cuff. But that's the one thing that I think a lot of drag artists forget is if you host a show, that is full on improv. Absolutely. You have to not only deal with a co-host potentially, but you got to deal with the fucking drunks. Yeah. You got to roll with it. Um, there are definitely some some drag artists who are better than others at that. Um, but hey, it, it, everyone should take an acting class. It's one thing I've learned. Just once. Dakota has worked with her film and just worked amazingly with Baby, so she feels they are going to be a good team. The film believes that Pixie was very sweet selecting the teams. So Pixie is going to be asked why she picked her team, and she says that they have bounced well off of one another. And then when asked about the other team, she does admit that she went down the line, and it was just also very convenient. Her thinking was to make a middle team and a team that would be the worst. Cut to John Burst Peppa and Sminty, who are asking each other who can do accents. Also, seeing the three of them out of drag shirtless, I was like, oh, this is really just more of a battle of who's the skinniest bitch here. I see how this is. It must be nice to be super skinny like that, right? There's not, there's not a single bit of fat on any of those three. Oh. They look, they're like, we are the look queens. Literally. Uh, two out of three. One of them's really um, saying they're a look queen. And I'm like, you're a stylist? Really? Wow. Ooh. Uh, meanwhile, though, Pixie does believe that Team Skinty is the middle team here. And I was like, really? That's who you think is the middle? Okay, fine. Go for it. Cheddar says that Pixie is that innocent looking lady at the bus stop. She may not have thrown them under the bus, but she is certainly standing near them waiting for the one to come by. Um, and it's like, oh, I, I know those people. Um, is one of them on the podcast? Maybe, maybe Maha. Would you, would you push someone in front of a bus if you had to? Uh, um, find out in a month, I might. <laughs> plug it, plug it. Plugging the pageant, Miss Gay High America. I'm going to push someone under a bus. Now I'm joking. Can't wait. So Sminty's going to ask her team if they are on the same page as to what improv is. And I was like, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Um, as we all know, the improv is the art of yes and. Um, as we now officially have that as canon, um, thanks to our dear friend of the podcast, Jackie Cox, saying on uh, her season, because that is what improv is. Yes and. Um, some of the queens just don't get that. Jombers will say it's reacting, and when you're given a statement, it's about building upon. Not exactly, but like, sure, it's kind of in the same realm. Smitty so hopes that her bottom dwelling co stars both are Oscar award winning actresses because she thinks she's going to be the best. Smitty's delusional, right? Just a tad. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. Delusional or young? Both. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a good one. Like, uh, probably, yeah, I would agree with both. When I was that age, many, many moons ago, I don't. I, I think I had like a little bit of a level ahead, but I could, I could see when I was younger that I knew shit. I knew everything. Like that. That's why these younger queens are so good television on Drag Race. Good TV. They're so young. She's gonna, she's gonna tell her team that they should not be over ambitious and we'll see we'll see how that goes meanwhile pixie and her oversized purple furry coat share that their scenario is 
Curiosity killed the Katrina. We love puns. Um, their scene follows when an ex-child star wants closure about the tragic disappearance of her sister. She turns to Alan. With the hope of a, help of a psychic, Alan tries to help her discover what ha happened. But is there more to the story that meets the eye? The roles will be Pixie as Katrina, Cheddar as Curiosity, and Danny as Mystic Mog, who I only know that is her official name because the captions told me. I did not understand the fucking thing that came out of Danny's mouth. Um, will they be able to smash it? They think so. They believe they are team talent, and Cheddar's like, ah, uh, now you're going to fall from grace. On paper, they should do well, right? I, th I think so. Um, when they all uh, came as a team together and when Pixie uh, picked them for the team, I kind of saw that they would do well. Yeah. Um, just because you've got like two big personalities like Pixie and Danny. Um, I just thought, I thought they would do well. Mm -hmm. And they all yeah. are kind of hosts. That's, the, that's their gig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I saw them as when I saw them as a team, I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be the powerhouse funny team. Yeah, like they know what they're doing. They exactly know what. They're doing. Now, baby shares to her team that she hasn't done improv in a while, and Dakota said has, says she has never done improv, but she's ready to go all in. Their scene is about when two rivals discover that somehow they've swapped voices with each other. They've literally got each other's tongues. So they ask Alan for help. Who's got an imminent tongue doctor on hand to lend some advice and i say who the fuck came up with this one it's a weird one they really were like okay what are cat puns cat got your tongue okay let's make this a scene i was like no you just really made this ruin uh the queen's moment here yeah but you know what sometimes i feel like the show does it on purpose they give you like a super easy one a middle one and then one that is near impossible to do and i feel like this was the most hard, most impossible one I think so too. I feel like it was just a very difficult like scenario and like mm -hmm. the ones who got it, they were just like, I don't know how to attack this. So we're going to attack it literally with improv, like just on your toes the entire time. Yeah. Now let's talk about the characters. Um, apparently, and we'll discuss this a little later, but apparently the doctor's name is literally Dr. Lefiline. Uh, so obviously that role is going to go to Lefil. Um, but when we get to the actual scene, is that actually her name? We'll discuss. Queen number two is Kitty Cat, who is an infamous for being a really bad singer, to which LaFille just touches baby. And I was like, that's shady. That was funny, though. Dakota will take on the role of Tabitha because the roles cast themselves. These roles seemed fine. It worked. Now, the final scenario for the skinny bitches is the catfish is out of the bag, and it's about an unlucky in love Queen thinks she's here to meet the one. It turns out she's been duped by an online catfisher, although romance could still be in the air when she meets the actual person from the pictures. Now, before we get into the specifics of this scene, have either of you been catfished or been a catfisher? No catfishing here? I've never catfished because that show is very interesting to me, so I would not want to put someone through that. Um, been catfish. I mean, I mean, if you use like old pictures in your profile, does that count? Like, oh, I used to look like this, like I don't know, five years ago, and now I look like this. Like, do you consider that catfish? I don't think so. That's still you. 
yeah, you're right. But it's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into like the specifics of it, but like, it just feels like, well, that's not you now. Fair, but, fair. Yeah. Jeremy, what about you? Yeah, in Ohio. <laughs> Wait, you you catfished? Oh, it's not catfished me. Oh, okay. I was catfished like, oh, okay. We were the plan. Okay, also like sketchy, right? Because you know, grinder grinder be iffy, especially when you're like the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Um, this person sent me photos. I was like, bet. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hang out. I see this person. This person, not that person. I said, "Where's my escape button?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how long did? You- you have to be out with this human uh two hours two hours okay two hours is good you 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 were respectable and you said bye yep Yep. um yeah i i've never been catfished really before um but i've been ghosted quite often um i almost i almost applied for ghosted that tv show jeremy you know why I sure do know why. Could you imagine if I actually like went through with that? Oh, that would have been drama. That would I, me, watching and be like, because you know I, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. you'd be chewing up popcorn. I mean, the reality is, uh, it would never make it to air because the other party would probably not agree to be filmed for it. Um, but who, girl, that would be fun. Anyway, that's not what we're here. We're about cat fishing. It's a very camp scene, and Smithy is feeling good because she's saying that she is a chaotic mess, as is improv, she believes, is also a chaotic mess. And I'm like, that explains a lot, because improv is not supposed to be a chaotic mess, girl. John Burrs is drawn to the roles of Kathy and Claudia. The role Sminty would be more expected to do is Claudia, because she is an Instagram model and really pretty, but she doesn't want to go down the route of literally playing herself, so she wants to play Kathy. She is ready to take a risk um, on a role that isn't more her. Peppa wants to play Lucky, so Jombers is going to take Claudia, and Katty is for Sminty. Jombers thinks the roles are good for them because it gives them the chance to show something they haven't shown, to which Sminty is like, you have not shown beauty yet. What a bitch! That was shady. The problem is, she's being shady, but she's also being honest, and that's not the nice thing to do to your sister you're about to work with. Um, if you had to pick one of these scenes, which one would you have selected? Uh, which one? Ooh, that's good. Um, see, I'm not an actor. I think we established that already. So it would be hard for me. I don't want to pick something that like would be comfortable for me um, because anything, I would be Spencey's character, just like a mess. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I could like push that to the limit. Um, but if I wanted to really push myself, I'd probably be uh, like Katrina from Curiosity Code the mm-hmm. Katrina. Okay. Jeremy, which scenes for you? Obviously, I'm not an actor. Um, <laughs> I, honest answer, I would hate all of them because I would have like read the scripts and been like, "Oh fuck, this is where I'm. This is where I go home." Uh oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like sweating this, bullets. This is the challenge where I go home. <laughs> um, Maha, did you know that um, I have forced Jeremy to do drag by the end of the school year? It's gonna happen. When's the when's the end of the school year? I'm I'm giving to like April May. I, I'm I'm giving a little more oh, okay. leeway. 
Um, we also need to make sure um, Jeremy's um, drag mom gets a win on Dance with the Stars first. So. Shangela? Sexual mm -hmm. drag mom? Not officially. Not officially, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we also got to get Jeremy a good name because um, the one I came up with is such a douche name. Um, are Jack, you, are hey, you a Jack Hay Strap. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good bottom name. Um, well, it fits. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, are you more of like a pun name or something that's like, I've never heard of this name. It stands out kind of name. Uh, I'm a pun name. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Um... I came up with a drag king name last night that was very high. Would you like to hear it? Sure. The Count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> That's a great one. Good one, right? I'm going to have to tell my drag mom that because she always makes fisting jokes. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Someone in Columbus, you're allowed to have it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> she, um, she performed Into You by Ariana Grande and the entire time she was like, you know this is a fisting reference? No, ew, gross. Now I can't hear that song again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Funny. I love it. <laughs> I love camp. I love it so much. Speaking of, we're gonna head to set where Juju B is still there. Juju B is still on set. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. No, that's just the lucky gold cat. Um, no, it's not actually Juju B. Um, no. would have been funny. Love the reference. You know, they only kept that in there for Juju B. The queens walk in and are essentially forced to be the audience holding cell as uh, they're just standing there for a bit. And it's a bit odd, but I guess this is live TV. You want to have some reactions and you can't actually put an audience in Drag Race because none of these motherfuckers are going to keep a secret. True. You know, if there was an audience member, they would be leaking everything that has come out of that show. Uh, it happened with some other uh, drag shows, so you know it's going to happen. The other good thing about using the cast as like the audience, because like multiple like drag race franchises, um, they've always done that, especially like through the pandemic. But like the great thing about it is that it kind of gives the other teams or the other contestants like time to like sweat and reflect on like, well, I just finished my challenge. What's going to happen with this team? Like, are they going to do better? Are they going to do worse? Am I like, in a good seat am I in a bad and it seat, caused you know I mean? drama this episode and that's why it worked yeah. it was yeah. uncomfortable at first but it worked and you know what almost going last gives you an advantage because you should be able to say that didn't work i can improve here yes but you got to be an actor to know how to do that and we will learn that some of these people did not learn what they saw yeah now the caddy man intro title cards feature alan carr playing with cat toys and i hope to never see that again please never again Essentially, what we're going to be getting here is the British equivalent of Bossy Rossi. Um, we love Bossy Rossi. Um, I have a feeling that we will be getting another Catty Man probably for like season six or seven because uh, it worked. It's an easy challenge to do. It's a great way to incorporate um, your, your judges, though I'm sure Graham Norton will have his hand at one of these challenges first. Also, if you don't watch a Graham Norton show, you're missing out. It's such good TV. It's so good. Um, did anyone watch uh, another gay movie? Yes, yes. Long yeah. time ago. Yes. It's like a spoof on like, you know, like the scary movies, like those parody movies. Um, Graham Norton was on it or in it. Um, like a very young Graham Norton. And I had a crush on Graham Norton. Still kind of do. 
You know what? That's that. I would I would sign off on that. I remember when Graham Norton, they tried to bring Graham Norton's show to America. It didn't work because it was too good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was attracted too. I mean, you know, everyone knows my love for blondes, so... But nowadays, and knowing also Tina Burner had time with him, not attracted to him. That's still the weirdest relationship I've ever heard of. I know, with Tina... Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really random, because like when Tina Burner was on Drag Race, it, she was like, I had a relationship with a certain celebrity, and it was Grand Norton. I was like, really? Yeah, very odd, very odd. Yeah. Would love to know more about it, but very, very strange, very strange. All right, so let's start with team number one, um, Cheddar, Danny, and Pixie. We're going to begin with the introduction of the former child star with his tragic past. It is Cheddar as Curiosity, and she's dressed up in morning black getup. I have to say, Cheddar, very over the top, very camp. Um, but this is kind of what I expected out of her. Do we think we needed her in a different role to push herself more? Or is this like a, I know I'm going to be good here. Let me just be safe. I felt it was safe. Yeah, safe I, I agree. Especially for a challenge like this, that's you typically don't know how it's going to happen. Like an improv right. challenge, you don't know how you might do, think you're going to do well, but you're not, right? So it was safe. Um, she did lobby with Alan very well. She did have a good dynamic with him. So that was good. Also, yodeling acrobatics. I would like to see that show. Where can we see it? Are there actually yodeling acrobatics out there? Um, I think they're part of like the British Royal Olympics. Nice. Let's go see it. Cheddar was very great with the deadpan, very good with quick switching, um, very good at acting. Danny Beard as Mystic Mog comes out with those comedy teeth and Alan calls her out. And I say, I will take those teeth from you, gal, because I need it for my Snatch Game character, Alan Carr. Um, I've said it before, if I ever had to do Snatch Game, Alan Carr is who I would do. It's so easy. Can you give us a, like a tidbit of- Oh, no, no, I have do? to save it because I have, I have oh, no, no. I'm gonna okay. save it for the show when I'm on Drag Race. Um, okay. Or when I'm hosting um, the new version of Drag Race Scandinavia. Um, <laughs> come on, let me have Drag Race Scandinavia so I can have a, a pit crew of all beautiful blonde twinks. That's all I deserve, right? Okay. Come on, people. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. So Mystic Mog realizes she can talk to the other side thanks to her dad's cat named Mog, who got hit by a tractor. Alan will say, I'm sorry to hear that, to which Danny says, don't be sorry. It's a good story. Very quick. Very funny. That is how improv should be. Yes. Um, Mog passed over and became her spirit guide. Um, do either of you have a spirit guide? Spirit guy. Um, well, I'm very superstitious, so I try not to um, talk to spirits. I feel like if I have a spirit guide, it's probably RuPaul. Because I just watch okay. Drag Race. That's all I do in life anymore. Or am I part of a cult? Am I a cult? Am I a cult member? Um, well, I think anything that you follow with such passion can be a cult. So Drag Race itself is a cult. God damn it. Okay. I mean, I've definitely paid money for Drag Race related things. So I'm in the cold. Yeah. Yep. So happy. Um, we're going to have a bit with a laser pointer, which is just a cruel game for cats. And the way Danny went feral with it was very funny. Um, I don't have cats because I'm allergic. Um, 
but I've definitely played with a laser pointer with a cat before. And I was like, I'm in charge. It's so fun. It's, it's a lot. Like we do it with our cat um, and she just goes insane. Like I've never seen a cat like run because of a laser pointer and like crash into a wall and just get back up and like try to get that laser pointer again. I'm just like, I, I, yeah, to be a cat and just to get up after like smashing into a wall. It's really like gay people with something shiny, like, ooh, shiny. Same thing, same thing. Um, Mystic Mog and the catnip, like it was Coke. That was fucking hilarious. When she was rubbing into her teeth, I was dying. So stupid, but so smart. And this is how you have to do improv in these kinds of challenges. We'll get to later on in other teams, you have to have a backstory, you have to have a gimmick, you have to plan it out before you get on set. I like I improv legitimately is just organized chaos. Like you know, you need to know mm-hmm. you need to know how the chaos is gonna like go into like effect. I don't want to spoil things for people, but like improv troops, they have rehearsals, they plan these things out, they play around before getting on stage. So it's not completely off the cuff. Like to be good at improv means you have to practice and you have to play in scenarios. And you can tell that these three know how to do that kind of thing. Now, when Pixie comes out, I was like, that was a choice. Those titties were so saggy. So saggy. Um, I think Pixie did fine, but she was not as over the top as the other two. Though, Pixie breaking out into Yolin got the entire room going. That was very funny. Did not expect it from her. Mystic Mog will read their lobes to reveal that Katrina loves cock, which gets Alan to break character. Um, Alan broke character a lot, but I was here for it. That's also, you know, if you, yeah, go ahead. I think mean, that's how you know he was enjoying what he was seeing. Absolutely. And if you watch Chatty Man, he's very much like that, where people will make him break. And he's, he, he's just a very entertaining person. Um, she says it is true because somehow, somewhere, Pixie pulled out a dildo. Sminty doesn't want to know where she pulled it out of, but I would like to ask the two of you, where do you think she was hiding it? Jeremy, you got thoughts. I would say up her ass. That's true. Probably, probably. Well, do you agree? I agree. I mean, that's yeah. where I would hide it. Right. Um, it's like the access grab. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Will these sisters be on stage together? Mystic Mog predicts so. They were dumb. They were camp. They killed it. Um, very, very, very well done. And to anyone who needs to do an improv challenge in the future, I recommend this scene. This was probably one of the better scenes from an entire group in franchise history. We've seen individuals do well, but this was a trio that all did exceptionally well. As the other queens are clapping, Jombers and Sminty are in agreement that they will be hard to beat. And I kind of loved that these little asides that everyone had after the scenes, because it really gave you an insight on, as you said earlier, how they're feeling and reacting to watching it in real time. We are going to see our next guest is Tabitha played by Dakota, who looks like a pop star and sounds like she's had one too many dicks in her mouth. (laughs) Alan cracks up with a voice and even Dakota cracked herself up. Um, Again, you can tell that she's doing improv for the first time. She got a laugh and she's like, wait, I can do this. This is fun. It was kind of cute, kind of cute to watch. I was here for it. 
I'm not gonna lie, as someone who doesn't act and like when I'm put on the spot to do something acting related, um, I can't stand character. It's just not in my um, my training. So I, I, I totally understand Dakota. I mean, the, whenever I make a joke on here that lands and gets my guests to actually start laughing, that's when I feel good. And like, I'll try, I'll acknowledge it inside. It took me yeah. like early, early episodes. You can, you'll know that I will acknowledge it. Uh, but I'm finally being like, wait, I am kind of funny. I'm, I'm, I'm decently funny. Now, which word is worse, bitch or slag? And can we start using the word slag in America, please? I feel like we can. All right, we're going to do I it. Feel like it. I feel like it'd just be um, picked up by like a niche group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, gays. Let's slag it up. Oh, RIP slag war. <laughs> oh, oh RIP. Really, RIP. Kitty Cat, played by Baby Arrives. I did not understand the character whatsoever. I'm not sure if this team did any character analysis or backstory before getting on stage because Baby's interpretation of the character was bonkers and made no sense. Now, when asked to sing, she sings about big old titties and tasting pussy. And I'm like, no, no. This is where you do what Jinx Monsoon did and sing Rue's music because you have the rights to it and it makes sense and you can still do the character by doing your own lyrics. Um, as Danny will mention, this bitch said she had a songwriting degree. I didn't prove it here. Yeah. So I wrote in my notes. It reminded me a lot of season six of Drag Race uh, here in America when Courtney acts. They did like the comedy stand-up and Courtney acts sang. And like, yeah, her her song was funny, but also just like, she just wanted to show off that she could sing. You know what I mean? This was this really was a, a ch- opportunity to be funny. It was not about the words; it was about the voice. It was the that's the what the scene was about was the losing your voice. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. It just didn't fit the the scene, and then it really made the rest of the scene fall flat because you have to play off of what she's giving you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They done, she could have done honestly. Could have just saying, "Hey, kitty girl," and just exactly. That. That's yeah. that, literally use Rue's music. You got enough material that can fit with the theme of the, the scene. Now, we learn that Kitty Cat has Tabitha's lovers, her career, and will be starting her world tour in Cambodia. I mean, I would love to visit Cambodia, but of all the places, random. Cambodia? No rehearsal. They didn't rehearse nothing. No. Yeah. Now, LaPhil arrives as Dr. Feline Much Better. Hold up. This was not the joke they shared before, or did Alan mess up the name, or did the team just read something that wasn't there? It wasn't LaPhil. It was Feline. What? And Feline Much Better? That makes sense from the writers, because we all love Bag of Chips. Who was right? Did Alan fuck it up, or did the queens fuck it up when they were reading the character names? I think it's just an issue of prepared, being prepared or not being prepared. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But they're literally like, oh my God, it's a Le feline. It should be Le Phil. And it wasn't. Also, they should have used, she should have used the time to like correct him or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. 
LaFille was completely unhinged with the science. Like she tried so hard to sound smart and use words that make sense in like a sci-fi flick. But um, at the end of the day, LaFille was just saying words. Yep. Yes. Um, this was going to literally cause Baby and Dakota just to lose their place. Alan is now going to have to save the scene. Mm-hmm. And then Alan made them cough up fur balls. Gross nasty. Um, I'm personally not a fan of a, of, a, of a gagging sound like that, but um, apparently that's comedy. Yeah. It's a camp. Where they were going yeah. camp. Mm-hmm. For me, this was not the ticket. Dakota held her own, but like this was a very low bar for her to hold her own. Mm-hmm. Our final team. Alan's next guest found love online. I wish I could do that. Lucky, played by Peppa, is here in a wedding dress and it's so slutty. And when she breaks out the Caribbean voice, Alan once again is like, what is happening? I'm not supposed to be laughing, but this is hilarious. So how did Lucky know Caddy Fisher was the one? Well, she clearly didn't read her name out loud. Get it, Caddy Fisher, Catfish. But she says it was the body looked so big. What? What? Okay. Now, Caddy Fisher arrives, and it's Sminty in a basic lingerie not nighty and a veil. And when she removes the veil, it's not the person in the photos, as she is ugly. And if this is Sminty's take on ugly, I worry. Again, like, Sminty being a, a gorgeous queen, she could be in that. And she's also young, like a, a younger drag performer, like. I've noticed that a lot of younger drag performers who are pretty, they're just scared to look ugly. So yeah. I think that was Smithy's problem. Because, like, her look, I mean, yeah, it was a lot, but also it wasn't ugly, ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, she could have taken it so far. It was just, what, smeared makeup, to be honest? Heavy it, contour. Yeah, it was heavy contour. It was smeared. It, it was... Um, no foundation really. It was, it was, it was fine. It was like maybe first time in drag, realness, but it wasn't ugly. Yeah, there you go. She could have put, she could have gone over the edge, put some prosthetics on. Yeah, we no. she like give give like a mole somewhere, go with a crazy nose. Yeah, it, she could have gone somewhere, but um, something restricted her, and I think it was her fear of not looking beautiful. No matter it what she does, me, she's gonna look beautiful. Right. It gives me like like baby drag queen who got too lit at the open stage. Yep. <laughs> yep, I'm here for it. So Lucky wants a big batty, as Alan says, and Lucky is far from her kitchen. Give the bitch a sandwich. Um, she's so skinny. Watching Sminty try to twerk. Embarrassing. That was hilarious. Um, that was too funny. Very, very funny. Um, because Sminty was every drunk twink in the club literally um we're gonna find out the real person is claudia and john burrs though is very bronzed uh get it i guess she's trying to be sminty here and that voice was so irish um almost unintelligible and john burrs is going to call sminty a pig slut and should have caused a cat fight but sminty literally dropped the ball that was it being called a pig slut should have been the reaction to create comedy. I know usually we want to stray away from like fighting and yelling and in improv challenges, but it would have been funny. It would have worked for this scene. Mm-hmm. So Vincy just stops talking 
What did your dear friend tell you? Well, Sminty goes with, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything, which goes against all the rules of improv, which are yes and. Tell your girl. Was she just scared? Was she nervous? Like, why can't you answer that question? Like, this is your opportunity to do anything here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then think. Suddenly, it, yeah, go ahead. No, I think it's. I think she got she she got nervous. I don't think she was even processing anything that was being said. I think she just blanked out yeah. and was like, "They said stuff. I'm supposed to react, and I just don't know how to react." And suddenly, you're, you're, oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, I think I'm, when you know you're not like the actor or the star of this group, um, and you realize that like the two other people are like just kind of taking over, you yourself just kind of break down. You're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna fade in the background because I'm already fading in the background. Hugh Coppertop. You mean Ginger? <laughs> ginger? Ginger. Yeah, Ginger. <laughs> So suddenly there's a wedding after they work on Claudia's voice because apparently Peppa does not want to hear that Irish sound. There's going to be a live wedding and Sminty is standing there like, I'm in the bottom, ain't I? She's literally left on stage. And I was like, this is fitting. Y'all alone in the workroom later. They shut the lights on her. Literally. Um, I think this could have been good had all these queens really plotted out their improv. I'm not saying write a script, but use a template of where the story is going and have a backstory. This was a mess. Um, To anyone who wants to be on Drag Race, my suggestion is um, take an acting class, take an improv class. Um, I haven't uploaded this interview yet, but dear friend of the podcast, Hibiscus, um, one of the things she did after lockdown was take an improv class just a basic improv 101 and she said not only did it help her in her hosting skills she feels more comfortable on stage Mm -hmm. that's it it's going to help you even if you're not going to be on drag race improv 101 go take a class especially if you're a fucking new york queen they are everywhere you can find one for cheap so that's my suggestion it is a brand new day and danny has woken up with the biggest morning glory what is a morning glory? Is that a reference to something? Is that like you know, you know? It sounds like it sounds like the after sex club. <laughs> Who was Danny fucking then? I was I was I was thinking like glory hole. Like did he get a glory hole morning before? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's well, in the there, other side of the glory hole? If they're sequestered, I don't think Danny got that. Listen, I there is only one queen who I'm convinced actually had a conjugal visit and that is silhouette that bitch changed an entire attitude after her partner came i was like what did you two do in the hotel room yeah jeremy you gotta watch draggers philippines i know i know it's so good um also i'm kind of okay with the winner even though i think the other one should have won yeah i i am too I can't wait to talk about that podcast with Hibiscus. It's going to be so fun. All right. So Danny says she is finally confident to make people laugh and have a good time doing it. And Pixie thinks they did well and is proud of their group. She thinks if it's a group win, maybe they'll get them all or maybe one of them will win. Danny says she is proud of Pixie. She will be pissed off if she doesn't win, but she'd rather see Pixie get it over anybody else. 
obviously we know that the two of them go way back. Um, Danny beats Pixie in a competition before, and this is going to probably be the plot line from the outside world into the inside world. Mm-hmm. Pixie says she had the most fun in this challenge and says she shot all over the stage. And by shot, she means the French word for cat. I didn't know that was the French word for cat. Is it true? Or is she just making up it shit? It is. Look at her. She's so smart. So smart. She thinks they are going to go from safe Sally's to winning Wendy's. Uh, but next week, they're going to be West End Wendy's. I can't wait. Dakota is excited for the runway, as it is a sentimental one. She shares that her hair was where and how she started with drag. From a young age, she styled hair for toys and dolls, and her and Harry played with dolls until they were five. There was an intervention where the dolls were taken away from them, but their grandma supported their femininity. She didn't make them play with footballs or action figures. She didn't know they were going to be queer, but Dakota tells LaPhil that she and Harry would always play with their grandma's curtain tassels as it was the only thing that resembled hair. They would put them on their heads, braid them, and cut them. Their grandma realized they were missing something and allowed them to do it. For her, this runway is a thank you to her grandma for giving them space to let them be who they were in a time where their parents found it difficult. Obviously, we're going to have a couple more stories, but let's start with Dakota's tale here. Um, I mean, I definitely was that person who always was attracted to tassels on anything, and I always would play with them in a similar way. Maybe not like on top of my head, but I didn't think it meant anything. I just thought, oh, it's fun to play with. Um, But it's really cool to hear her discuss it in this way and also continuing discussing this bond that she has with her sibling. Mm -hmm. It's a vulnerable uh, moment for her. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're getting out of Dakota a lot, which is rare. We're, we're, mm-hmm. I feel like I know more about Dakota than I know about any contestant the show's ever had. She's I, had a lot of backstory. I think they're making her the dark horse of, the, even though she has her, her two badges. Yeah. I think they're, they're trying to, with editing and all that stuff, like we want to get her story out yeah but also we want fans to know that yeah she can win challenges and we want folks to like fall in love with her yeah and you know uh, go ahead especially being the the first trans queen on the uk franchise i think they just want to celebrate her because like they've had trans contestants on like other franchises mm-hmm. but with her being the first in four seasons of drag race uk um, i think it's a wonderful thing that they're celebrating her Absolutely. And that's kind of where I was going with it. I think this is important because this is the first trans contestant on UK. And I feel like I've gotten many many different answers on really what the drag scene is when it comes to trans drag artists in the UK. Um, I have been told from a lot of friends from the UK that more so most trans uh, performers do drag king work. But this is also important for viewers to hear stories like this, that young youth can be trans and that's okay. And your parents may not accept you, but there is a place for you in this world. Mm-hmm. So I, I, even if Dakota doesn't win, um, her presence on the show and her backstory is probably the biggest win she'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Now, LaPhil shares that hair is a massive thing for them as well, because as a child in their culture, it's about having short back and sides and look like a boy. 
In a Chinese family, it's important to look like a model child with a mushroom bowl haircut as it is emphasized in the idea of masculinity. The film says that a, at age four or five, they knew that she was gay and started experimenting with gender ideas. They were told to play with cars and footballs and not the desired dolls. Their natural instinct was to throw them away. The Phil couldn't experiment with hair until they left home as a rebellion to let it grow. And hair for her was part of drag as it was an evolution of growing their hair and they're excited to share this runway to show that they are a strong Asian gender fluid person. The Phil is getting a very interesting edit because we really haven't had this kind of representation on the show before. Yeah. Even with, uh, well, the, Canada, right? River, River Meadow? That was Canada. No, that was River Medway. Oh, River Medway. Yeah. yeah. No, that was last season. UK3. Yeah. Um, yeah, even with River, I think there were half Asian, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get that backstory from River. So it's interesting hearing um, Asian representation in the European circle of drag race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I I I know I've been using they as the pronouns for Lafil because I'm still unsure if officially what they want to go by. Um, but if you do notice in the critiques for the judges, they use he. And I know that was I think something I had read on one of the wikis that um, Lafil uses he sometimes in drag, um, which is very different very very different for the show we don't have that and i want it i want to hear that story Mm -hmm. um but having just a gender fluid contestant is is rare um and something that needs to be celebrated more that um this is drag it's an art form doesn't matter who you are yes now peppa shares that she will be paying homage and tribute to her heritage and have braids all over her body being proud with the hair she has as a black queen she says that her hair is her identity and image it's her blackness and she said it took her a while to love the hair that she had growing up in the caribbean she had a religious family who told her she can't have long hair or dreads and look presentable she went through a physical and emotional battle with the genes she was given she tells Cheddar that in the black community, you have waves in your hair that you brush it and add styling gel and such to it. And she tried to use, used to try to make her hair a different texture in order for it to look different. She added many chemicals where she almost lost her hair. She's lied about her hair often and wears a wig in the workroom. She has an insecurity of not being good enough. And the last thing she wanted to think about was her hair. Obviously, in the past year, at least in America, we've had a um, discussion about the Black community in here, uh, definitely with uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, and why that's so important. And here we have Peppa dis- discussing it on the show. Again, an important conversation that um, I hope more people discuss. Obviously, if you look on the Instagram, her and um, Baby did a shoot together to discuss the importance of Blackness and hair, and I thought that was incredible. I wish it was on the show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear the two of them discuss it. Yeah. I but, wish there was an untalked. Maybe they yeah. were talking about it backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no matter what, I think it was very important to have Peppa um, discuss this because it is a very important conversation. Um, there's, I, I feel like there are people who take hair for granted because it shouldn't be something, but for a lot of communities, it is part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Lady Gaga says, I am, I am my hair. 
Hey, you listen, that could have been a, a lip sync song I, as well, but that really could have. Just saying. I was thinking that 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 should have been the lip sync song. No, 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 no. It's the second option. For other one, we'll get to. We'll get to why she, the other one should. Have been. But no, I think um, there are so many good hair songs. I would have taken Willow's song too. I'll whip my hair back and forth. Yes. We need a revival of that song. Actually, no. No one's able ever going to be able to do that again because if they don't have a um, wig reveal. I was going to say, can anything top Roxy's uh, wig reveal? No. Right. <laughs> and finally, in our hair discussion, Cheddar reveals that hair for her is important. She has no hair now, but she used to have beautiful, thick auburn hair, which we discussed last week. We weren't sure what color it was, and now we know it was auburn. She loves her hair, but she had meningitis when she was 18 and got very sick being in intensive care. Her hair never fully recovered, and it just got thinner and thinner and thinner, and it shattered her. She shaved it, and it was liberation. It was the best decision she made. Not having hair is important to her identity now as she feels a little more than human. This is now her way of bringing drag confidence into her life. Cheddar tells Peppa that sometimes it's the conformity we break that makes us stand out and says... That's why it's so nice that she and Baby are doing real bold black inspired hair for the runway. I'm glad we got to hear Cheddar discuss this um, because there are a lot of people who, when you get to a certain age or because of other circumstances that have to go bald. Um, And sometimes you have to embrace it. Obviously we've had contestants on the show who've embraced their baldness on Gina and Sasha Valor, but Cheddar has a very different perspective of drag. So it's cool to hear Cheddar discuss it, but then also celebrate other queens for having hair and their journeys with hair. Um, this was a really interesting conversation and one we've never seen on Drag Race before. And they took a lot of time mm-hmm. for four different perspectives from it. Yeah. Cool. They, they, I, I, I really appreciate them giving time to talk just like to give just share stories and share like what those experiences mm-hmm. mean for different folks of different communities um i think for like in general like again compared to the u.s right we don't get we get like we get i mean i think because we're also constrained by commercial breaks right mm-hmm. we get these watered down storytelling like storytellings that don't really give us give us what we what people need to hear right it's, it's interesting that, like you said, we take care for granted. And as drag performers, we really do think about hair more than we really think about. Because, um, like, my partner, um, they do drag, too, and they usually go bald. But, like, usually they wear wigs, like, if they're wearing a crown or something like that. Um, but, like, also, like, the cultural backstory between behind, like, a lot of hairstyles is really interesting to, like, think about. And Absolutely. Yeah. I think it needs to be discussed more. Um, lack of hair and like not wearing hair also should be talked about more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that um, Cheddar is taking that on. Absolutely. Pepper wants to give an I am black, this is me, I am not ashamed of that look. And Cheddar tells her that it's more than an aesthetic. It's her placing her history on her body and telling her story through becoming this amazing spectacle. And that is drag. Love it. Love it. Let's move to the runway and talk about hair a little more. It is main stage time, and it looks like RuPaul is undersetting the role of Alyssa Edwards in the revival of Shut Up and Drive lip sync. 
Yes. What was that look? I thought it was gorgeous, but I was like, no, Alyssa's already worn this. We saw this already. It's a, it's the one leg for me. Mm-hmm. That being said, she looks stunned. I love her. Gorgeous. We have Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and the incredible Allison Hammond. Are either of you familiar with the work of the one and only Allison Hammond? Unfortunately, no. <gasps> Jeremy, don't break my heart. <sighs> I'm gonna break okay. my heart. I'm sorry. Get on YouTube after this and just watch Allison Hammond compilations. For those who don't know Allison Hammond, and I will try to give the Americanized version of her backstory. She was a contestant um, on the UK version of Big Brother. She became a superstar and was a presenter. She presents um, Fridays on the show This Morning, which is like one of the morning chat shows. She's very funny. She's been on Dancing with the Stars. She, she's hilarious. But a lot of her gimmicks are that she just doesn't give a fuck and she will go all ham. Like she'll do a, a segment where she's doing the weather out on a um, like a, a pool somewhere or a body of water and sometimes she might fall in and it's hilarious. She also is very well known for doing celebrity interviews. It's brilliant. Watch, okay, the ones you have to watch are the one where she interviews Lady Gaga, One Direction, well, not One Direction, it's more Harry Styles and um, uh, Daniel Craig and watch Harrison Ford. Oh my God, it is so funny. Um, but she and, is absolutely brilliant. I am a huge fan of Alison Hammond. Um, and rumor has it that uh, her laugh during COVID brought people happiness. It was on the uh, 10 things that bring happiness during COVID. I can totally see that. Like the way she says babes, babes. Uh-huh, she's that, that was That was itself heartwarming. She's so good. I'm so glad she was on the show. Category is the main event. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Harry or Scalped. Okay. First up, Danny Beard. Look by Free Couture, hair by Weekday Wigs. This is a hair runway. I want it to be the focus. Sure, the Davina DeCampo wig on a leash was very cute, but it was not the focus, nor was the wig. It was a simple red wig. It was big, but it was not show-stopping for this specific category. I think the black leather fur number was really cute. I think it's a great silhouette for her, but I should not be focused. I should be focusing on the hair and not the garment. At best, for me, this was safe. Yeah. Very safe. I, I mean, for me, yeah, I mean, big hair. Yes, we got it. We got the big red hair. Um, I, I feel like it could have been pushed more. That's just me. It could have been any category. Absolutely right. My thing is, it wasn't a cohesive look. Like, it was red hair. Like, a mime face. Um, black leather, like, dominatrix-type outfit with furry sleeves. And then you're walking the dog. Like, it could have been, like, a big-haired dominatrix. But it, yeah. to me, it wasn't. That's not what she was giving. Michelle says she was fully invested. She says she didn't miss a beat. Alan says it was a pleasure working with her. He says they have a very weird British tradition of having psychics on the telly where you'll be talking and then have them be like, not right now, love. And people don't even question it. He says it was so funny and totally recognizable. He was impressed. Alan says she is real comedy and a natural talent. She says the outfit is so up her street. She says the nails make her a bit embarrassed about her nails as she gave her a run for her money. And Rue says she was hilarious. She was listening and finding the places to put the jokes. She says she wouldn't change a thing about what she did. I'll give her Harry. Very soft. 
like right on the line. Oh, Harry. Audience, 41% Harry, 59% Scouts. They weren't feeling it. Chatter gorgeous. Hair by Florencia's wigs. Look by Free Couture. Ears and accessories by Cheddar. Sure, she had no idea Bag of Chips did it first earlier this year, but also Cheddar wins. I think this is such a fun and whimsical and slightly perverse interpretation of the Cheshire Cat. Do I need to be on drugs to fully love it? Ooh, likely. I think the face and the headpiece are brilliant. I just wish the colors lived in the same universe as the fur on the garment. The boots? No. So bad. Uh, but at the I end of the like, day, I'm obsessed. I feel like she should have added like some purple to the boots or added yeah. some of the fur to the boots. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful, but it's just like, uh, it's just pink boots. Yeah. Um, I also now want someone for a hair runway to come out as Bigfoot or the Yeti. That's a good one. That is a good one. Why has no one done that? Come on, that's brilliant. You know, Jeremy, you know, what did you think? I love the look. Hate the shoes. Um, I don't know. Like you could have just painted the pattern. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, paint, paint that stripe pattern. You know where the boot. Like, you know where the pattern ends when you put that boot on. Continue that pattern. Michelle says like the cur- get boot covers. Right. Exactly. Sorry, or get boot covers. Exactly. It's a thing. If you don't want to ruin the boot, get the boot covers. I know she got the coin for it. So Michelle says that curiosity had to lead the whole thing off. And she thought it was overthinking, but thought she gave a lot to the character and she went for it. Alan says every time he asked a question, she had an answer because she had her backstory sorted. And Allison says when she came out, she made love to the stage. She loved the furball. She says she is perfect. It's a Harry for me. Harry. Harry. Audience, 93% Harry, 7% scalped. I thought that was quite high, but I'm here for it. Pixie Polite. Look by Bang London, hair by Weekday Wigs. Love Weekday Wigs, but um, their clients didn't do it for them this week. Once again, make the hair the focus and I will be happy. The hair is a generic drag wig from a runway for any franchise. The look itself is such an improvement when it comes to her body shape and drag proportions. She is stoned and pearled for the gods. I just think the wig needed to be doubled. Then it could fit the category for me. I think she missed the mark on making this campy. Uh, yeah. Campier than where it was. Because, like, yeah, you have the seashells, like, in your private area. You could have put hair there. Literally. It's a hair yeah. runway. Yeah. There's such a missed opportunity to add hair everywhere on this outfit. Um, Absolutely. That uh, with the scarf that she was, or that sash that she was wearing, could have been hair. Literally could have yes. been hair texture. Like I'm running down the run, like walking down this runway with this, my luscious hair also like dragging around my like suit. Mm-hmm. Michelle says when she came out as Katrina, she appeared to be a John Waters character, which she loved straight away. It was one bad, bad wig into another. She says she is charming to watch. Alan says the standard was set high, so he didn't know what she was going to do. As she became, as she came and delivered, he says three words, the new sugar babes. Allison says she looks so stunning and lit up the room and says she's got something special. Rue says she looks beautiful and a departure and right time to show versatility in the competition and is then asked, had her makeup artist come in and do her makeup, to which Pixie says she borrowed Rue's team of 50. At least someone called it out. I, I thought that was a very good response. It was. Pixie, you're not doing it for me, girl. Scalped. 
scalped out here. Look is gorgeous. Was it the category? No. Yep. I would agree. Scalp. Audience very mixed. 53% hairy, 47% scalped. Dakota Schiffer, hair by Wig Chapel, look by Laura Thomas. Um, first off, tell me she does not look like Courtney Act here. Um, the mug is unbelievable. I was speechless at how stunning she painted, soft and delicate. I do think hearing her story in the workroom made me appreciate the look and it's important. Um, I love the gold tassel. It's a headpiece. It was a, if it was a full-on wig, I would have been completely sold on this look. Um, it's not vintage retro in the way we're used to seeing her, but the silhouette is very gentle and soft and beautiful. Using the older fabrics and patterns works so well in her advantage. The train, very smart. It was pretty. I love um, the backstory behind it, especially. But I just think, like, I feel like the tassel should have been made out of hair. And even throughout the costume, like, little hair tassels. Because, like, I've seen wigs from the UK that are, like, like that. So I feel like mm -hmm. that was kind of the opportunity that it should have gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it should have been, it could have been elevated. Um, yeah. Could have been elevated to, for the category, for what it was, could have been elevated to hit the mark of, like, of what I wanted to see. Of like, you could, uh, there was so much that could have been done with, with that backstory and with hair. I agree. I will give it a Harry, a very soft one, but um, she looked great. And then come on, Courtney Act, same mug, same face. Yeah. Audience, 79% hairy, 21% scalped. Oh, baby. Um, so this one I'm a little confused by because the look that she has in the Instagram is not what she presented on the runway, um, but she credits hair by uh, Saba Vodka. This was going to be the moment, but damn, it did not fit. Um, we are going to see the result of the fit a little later on, but the braided cage in theory was brilliant in execution. It was flimsy and being able to see the undergarments was a miss. The hair melting into the braided hat, I think was the best part for me. It, neck up. Great look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish, the, uh, I wish her, <laughs> I wish she had braids coming down, which is what she ultimately did in the, um, the Instagram look. I wish there was a lot more happening around the arms and like the upper part area. Like just looking at it, there's an opportunity to take like the bra part and then kind of like do a braid that goes around as a necklace or like one arm that has like a braid around it. Just, you know, thinking out loud, um, there's so much more potential to have more braids. In it. I mean, we've seen Cracker do a, a hair sculpted garment. It, we've yeah. seen it before so it's not like reinventing the wheel it's just right. making the execution work um mm -hmm. and I'm, i i feel like she was missing a piece or something was not there alan there's, says there's he knows so she was more. yeah alan says she knows uh, he knows she was nervous but they gave her a storyline to play with he says if she was nervous imagine how amazing she'd be if uh, she was confident michelle says she had moments where she was okay but overall it fell flat and was one note Allison, Allison says she looks incredible. She says that dreadlocks are really strong and powerful, and that's what she sees standing in front of her. Rue says the idea of the outfit was good, but it could have been better. She echoes what Michelle says and says the character was one note. Now, she says moving forward, it's all about her objective. Rue will then ask her what her objective is in this competition. And Baby says to grow as much as possible and wants to learn and take on everything she can. 
Well, you can see that Rue is pissed and tells her this isn't a school. She says she needs the girls prepared as they're looking for UK's next drag superstar. And in the process, they can draw more out of her. We will obviously discuss the impact of the statement in a bit. But for now, um, I'm very hardly confused of where I want to go with this because I want to give it a Harry, but it didn't work. So, like, I'm going to need to give it, like, right in the middle, like, one point over on Harry. Agree. Also agree. Audience, 67% Harry, 33% Scout. Next up is LaPhil. Look by LaPhil. Um, I swear this is Yuha Hamasaki disguised as LaPhil here. Um, yeah. To start, that purple wig is really camp and drag. Yeah, I'm here for it. When she does do the hair reveal, I think it was a very powerful moment. Unfortunately, it was lost in translation due to the visually not pleasing dress. Um, I think the idea is so campy and outrageous, but the way that hair is placed, um, there's just no story. There is no pattern. Also, it's kind of gross. Like, this is why I don't have roommates. It took me a minute. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't like, click that they were... Um drains yeah because like it is gross i'm um, just thinking like oh like all that hair because unfortunately i leave hair in the drain and i feel like an asshole when i when i do um but it took me a while to figure it out because like it just didn't come together you know what i mean yeah yep. i do appreciate that there was elements of the purple hair in the dress because like that's still tied it together when she agreed I just needed her to like place it in a way that like maybe created a pattern with the colors. Um, it felt a little haphazard. She also had drains and earrings. I wish she had like a necklace made of drains. Yeah. Alan says her doctor fell a bit flat and there was a glimpse of funny stuff. So he smiled, but he really wanted to laugh. He says, wow, to the look to which LaPhil shares that they all are string drain sink drains, capturing the hair of her and her roommates. And Alan says she must live with loads of yetis. Michelle says there were built-ins with the character and it was the same kind of I'm playing a doctor kind of thing. Allison says she needed a light and shade and she did bring the shade. She says they all can't be hilariously funny and for her, the fact that she believes she was a doctor, she smashed it for her. Rue says the thought she put into the dress is amazing and they needed her to put this into the character and everything she does in the competition. Otherwise, they'll be overshadowed, overshadowed and that's what she's afraid happened here. I'm going to give it a scout. Not here for it. Scout. Scout. Audience, 53% Harry, 47% scout. Black Peppa, braided dress and headpiece by Style by Vodka, nails by Daisy Nails, earrings by No Basic Bombshell, wig by Mindo Hair. The way this is sculpted is breathtaking. Such a great constructed dress. Um, I see Peppa in it. I see her heritage. I see art. The headpiece is magnificent. I, like this is how you make hair the focus. Beautiful presentation, smart execution. Um, also, the way that Rue fell out of her chair to Michelle's joke about the Brady Bunch. Very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. What did y'all think? Nailed it. That's all I got to say. Nailed it. Yeah. I think it um, had the elements of all different types of drag. It was glamorous. It was... Um, conceptual it was also campy just because you had one nipple pierce um I, it's just amazing like it's breathtaking it's a beautiful color on her skin 
my god it's just everything it's a hairy for me yeah super hairy for me can i say super hairy is absolutely audience 93 percent hairy seven percent scalped and finally sminty drop look by misty couture hair by wig chapel The hair is mesmerizing. Like this whole look was a work of art. I think the hair is incredible. I want to know how she got it to the uh, competition. The dress is kind of like moth goes skiing in the Alps. Um, This is campy at high fashion moment from Smitty, who is um, showing drag through her eyes. I think she should be very proud of this look. She she should. Uh, I think compared to compared to even black pepper um like just besides like everyone else i think on par of like just delivering what i wanted to see in this category yeah it was incredible incredible michelle says she came out showed her face and then she was gone she said this made her sad because it was a great platform for her to have fun allison tells her to remember that there is only one of her and she has to own her shit and be in the moment Alan says that when she was twerking so unenthusiastically, it was funny. But then he realized that's not the character. She doesn't want to be there. He says, can you imagine if she made that character as clever and as witty as the outfit? She'd blow everyone's minds. Rue does say that tonight was not a good night for her, but she looks fantastic. She says everything about it is outrageous, to which Sminty will say she's going for Mothy Kendall. Rue asks her to do the thing for her and Sminty roars. Uh, Can I see you guys do the Sminty roar? Or the gothy sminty war. The, the the little yeah. I miss gothy. <laughs> I miss gothy. That was well. I'm just glad that um, if you ever need to see more of gothy, you can just go to the um, Reddit with the xxx drag race. And I still don't know how she talks. I don't get it. I don't under. I don't know how the physics work. Anyway, um, this look was great. It's a Harry. Harry. Amazing. One, one fucking person. Ninety-seven percent Harry, three percent scalped. I'm just, I'm mad at some of y'all. Y'all, y'all. We have to work on our voting. Next up, and finally, Jomber's blonde faux fur by Philippe Johan. Hair by Truffle Pig Wigs. Uh, so the look is inspired by Rain Spencer, the stepmother of Princess Diana, so it's very British. Um, I guess the fur is supposed to be an extension of hair. The actual wig unit is um, so from a time of the past. The way it goes from that gray root to brunette was a choice. Um, I guess fur knickers might be a British thing. I just wish I got Chambers. I was hoping to be a fan, but I'm starting to lose hope. Something about it. So I Googled Rain Spencer. Something about it just, um, uh, like, it's something that you don't want to see together, if that makes sense. Like, it's yeah. the hair and then the hair bikini together that's just like, I don't want to see it together. Yeah, it was a step too far. Jeremy, what do yeah. you think? Um, I just didn't like, I wasn't living for this look. I just wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. It just didn't, yeah, it, did, it just didn't go together. Um, also, I know we're talking about, like, hair. Also, her, like, the hair and the makeup really just aged her by a lot. And that's what I think I'm missing with Jombers. I don't know her sp- perspective of drag anymore, because after last week, she's like, I'm fashion, and then this isn't fashion. Is it fashion? Yeah. Is so it maybe fashion? some people? 
Maybe. Um, but for me, it's scalped. Yeah. Scalp. Scalp. Audience, 23% Harry, 77% scalped. Rue has decided that Dakota, Black Pepper, and Jombers are safe, meaning Danny, Cheddar, Pixie, Sminty, Baby, and Phil are the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. For the for this yeah. part, I will agree. I'll say this was right. Now the safety girls are so relieved. Dakota says that no one expected her to do well at the challenge. And Jombers won't lie and says she wants to be in the top because obviously she was safe then bottom bottom. She's a safe bottom. Condoms for everyone. The tops and bottoms do return, and Dakota is desperate about what they said. Danny says it's wildly, weirdly emotional, as Rue apparently said she was a comedy legend and she won't shouldn't change a thing. Where did the legend part come out? Did that was that unaired? I don't think Rue actually called her a comedy legend. I'm not sure, but a lot of people are just throwing around that legend word. Yes. Yeah. I think we should stop. Maybe like think about what we say before we actually say it because motherfuckers like me are gonna crucify you and make sure I've got the facts straight here. It's like when you're um, at a show and you get too caught up and you're like, yes, legend, yes, icon. It's like, no, let's let's remember the definition of that word. Exactly. Now, Danny has been waiting a long time to be on the show and never thought anyone like her would be there as she didn't see herself as a Rue girl. So to hear Rue say these things means a lot to her as drag is her whole life. Pixie is asked how she is and Peppa tells her she looks amazing. Pixie says Rue praised her makeup. She says it's hard for her to love herself and how she looks at her body. She says it's nice to feel beautiful for maybe probably the first time and actually believe it because it's coming from those people. So Pixie's having a nice moment. And then Cheddar will be a shady monster, whether she intended to or not. By saying to Pixie that she was amazing and she is grateful to her. But Danny Beard had the best album of the year. I was like, oh, we're going full Kanye here. Oh, okay. Um, She tells her that she to Danny that she was amazing and Pixie's like fuck my drag and will give us full Jansport face. Um, Pixie will then pipe in and say that Rue said that it was a good time to be coming out of the pack and Danny will make a joke that she also smelled like shit. Um, I felt bad for Pixie here. The way Cheddar just pushed her aside that hurts. You could tell the hurt in her. Why do you think Cheddar did that? Was it intentional? I don't think it was intentional. I think it was... uh, I don't even think they were, like, even... I don't know. I'm not in Cheddar's head, so I don't know. But I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional, but it was bad. Bad luck. Yeah, I was going to say, you know those certain people that, like, they say a joke just because they get caught up in the moment and they don't realize what they say? I feel like that is what happened here. Like, I think what she might have been trying to do is praise both of them, but give more praise to Danny. But the way it came out of her mouth, it was shading Pixie in a, in a way that I don't think she wanted to do. Um I would be hurt. I would be sitting there wanting to burst out into tears being like, I'm not good enough. Literally, my teammate's saying I'm not good enough. We now have LaPhil sharing that when it came to her, they told her she was unprepared but feels like she'll be lip-syncing. And Cheddar will tell Sminty that they were obsessed with her look. And Sminty says they were gagged over her look as they should have been. And so is she. 
Sminty will now ask that question that Starlet um, has been begging for an answer if it is 50% of the mark to have the look created here. Dakota now is going to be a little slightly shady, and she will say, honestly, that Sminty looks incredible, but she thinks she's going to lip sync because she was the worst. And Sminty is not happy by this. She thought she had an alliance member here, but no, no. Meanwhile, Danny thinks the look will save Sminty, and Sminty hopes to Jesus Louisus it will too. No. Baby has not said much, as a lot is going through her head, as last week she was getting praise for how talented she is. This week, she's told that her look would be better. Danny says they are pushing her because they like her, and Baby says when Rue asked her that question about the competition, she gave a polite answer. But Danny says they wanted to hear what she what she wanted to get from it, and she then gave them the answer that was not what they wanted to hear. She gave them what she thought they wanted to hear. Baby says she has anxiety and she has worked hard to get where she is from and from where she's been. She says handling it the way she did is a reflection of her trauma and what she's been through. She says she has a weird relationship with authority figures. So having the kind of tone she reverts back to 10-year-old her trying to say the right thing so she doesn't get in trouble. She knows that this is what they signed up for, but it's the first time that she's felt, oh shit, I'm in the bottom. Baby reveals a lot here, and I think there are a lot of people who would feel like they would be the same, do the same thing in Baby's situation. Um, what did you get out of Baby's comment here? Um, I, I feel for her just because she's in this like predicament where she could potentially like lose everything that she's worked for. So when it comes down to it, when you're like essentially like in a corner, you revert back to like a bad emotion, but an emotion that you're familiar with. Like that's when she said, like, I feel like I'm a 10 year old, like in this weird situation. So I feel really bad at this moment. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer that Rue was asking, was looking for was my objective is to win. And I think Rue would have been happy. And I don't think she wanted to come off as aggressive or, or egotistical, which is maybe why she also didn't answer that question that way. Um, but in a sense, like Rue is right there. This isn't drag you. That, that's a different show. Um, th- yeah. This is your chance to show who you are already. Um, right. Most of the queens that aren't ready, they're meant for an all-star season. I, I think Rue thought baby was ready for a crown and this might jeopardize everything baby does moving forward in this competition and it sucks it really really sucks because perception is everything and if the host and producer does not perceive you to be a winner now what 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 what, what are you fighting for mm-hmm. jenna believes it will be baby and lafille um that if it is baby and lafille they're in first show but if it is sminty she better make sure those things waddle on her head and Sminty says, if it is her, she will fight her last nail. Manchester's in the house for now. Cheddar was very shady this, this untalked. Is she finally feeling comfortable? She got her TV time. <laughs> she got her TV time. The queens are back and Rue has made some decisions. Danny Beard is the winner. Picks, Cheddar, Pixie, and LaFille are safe. We have Baby versus Sminty. Do you agree? Now, Jeremy, I, I, you said earlier that you had some thoughts. Yeah, um, I really was like based on the lip sync. Honestly, 
I was rooting for Smith. Like, I, I really, maybe just wasn't giving it for me. I don't know. Controversial opinion, maybe. Should I baby even even been in the bottom? I don't think so. I think it should have been LaFill. Yeah, it should have been LaFill. Um, I agree. Yeah, I just don't look know. Wise, oh, yeah, you go. You go. Yeah, no, you go. I was going to say, just look wise and challenge wise, it just, it was LaFill for me to be in the bottom. Because, mm-hmm. like, at least if you compared LaFill and baby in the challenge, baby at least gave something and LaFill was just like in a comfort zone. Yep. I really think, again, going back to what we just discussed, I think it came down to um, Baby's answer. I mm-hmm. think Rue was pissed and said, you have to prove yourself right now, otherwise you're gone. Yeah. Well, the song is not Hair by Little Mix. What a freaking big strikeout miss of an opportunity of a lip sync song. You, we know they love Little Mix. Um, why are you not doing the song literally about hair? It's an upbeat, fun track. Is it because it is the four of them and not the three version of Little Mix? It could be. I'm sure they could have gotten the rights for it. I love that song so much. It's probably my top five Little Mix songs. What we do have is a song called Respectable by Mel and Kim. Um, I didn't know this track. Is that a bad thing? Same. I didn't know it. Sorry. I know. I was in Club I was in Club Cafe yesterday and I know about like 75% of any of the songs playing. I was like, who's this? <laughs> um, I gotta ask, was this drag race responding? Because the, the, the amount of disrobing was on 10 for this this show. I was like, wow, we're doing it to the UK now. Um Sminty dropped her skirt, and then baby will um unfortunately completely destroy her look. Um, the way she, you just saw her tear it as like, oh, you're going to regret that later. I know it. Um, as far as the lip sync, it was fine. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. When they both walked to the back of the stage, I was like, okay, they know how to make a moment out of a lip sync. Um, we also cut to the judges quite often as they were lip syncing along. How did you feel about that? I know we see that on some of the international seasons. It was a bit jarring watching Rue and Michelle like, lip sync to songs that are not ruse. I, I I think it was a clever thing for editing mm-hmm. in order to not um it was a clever thing for editing to not uh highlight like not not I'm trying to say the word not, not any of them show the yeah yeah to make sure like no one's getting more screen time in their lip sync to make it like a more tougher decision that's what i'm trying to say um to me um i wish there was more focus on the contestants but with rue and michelle and like the the judges like lip singing with them i think it just shows that um the show gives a little extra care on the songs they pick versus this is just a song we threw in you know yeah um because that's what i feel like we're doing in the u.s version we're just picking whatever songs available and i'm like no, it's not working for a lip sync. At least now yeah. they have uh, at least a songbook of a British artists that they can pull from that Rue actually is aware of. So she's exactly. a little better. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really fun lip sync, um, but for me, it really was the baby show, especially in performance. Um, Rue has decided to keep baby as we are sacrificing Sminty, the fan favorite. Um, whether her tears were real or not, Sminty Drop is very sad. 
but her twerking at the back of the stage while crying, iconic. Yes. Does this fall into one of the most legendary exits we have seen? It's I want to get from it. I've already seen people comparing it to Ms. Vanji. I've seen people comparing it to Jimbo. Um, it, it's funny. I mean, we are going to have the gif of it. We're definitely going to be using it all the time. Uh, so if anyone has it right now, please send it to me so I can be able to send it to Jeremy at all times. Um, I thought it was very, very cute. Um, was she upset? And this was her way of coping with it? Fully. Yep. Fully. Yeah. But she made a moment out of it. And I think for that, we should be proud of her. Like she, she is youthful and this was probably terrible and hard to take in. Um, but she made a moment and um, she's leaving on a high, I think. Maybe a little too early, but she's leaving on a high. Yeah. Also, I love that she had to like drop to get into the workroom. She's so tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the hair. It's, it's hair. So big. All right. Well, I have some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yes. What is Minty's legacy? Maha, you go first. Yeah. I think it's the incredible fashion that Minty gave, like especially this moth look. Um, her entrance look was great. I just think her legacy is being pretty <laughs> well. That's not a bad thing. A lot of people probably are going to listen to this podcast and like being pretty isn't a legacy, but being pretty and being being fashionable can get you um, remembered. Like Absolutely. people are going to remember the glam. People are going to remember what you brought because regardless if you made it or not, like these fashion moments are what made you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I I would compare her in a sense to like Naomi Smalls, where she is going to kill it on the runway. She wasn't performing her first time out, and that's why she was never going to win, but we wanted to see more, and I I am positive Smitty Drop is going to be on an all-star season somewhere in the world. We still need a, like, we still need an international drag race, like, thing like uk versus the world like the world versus the world we'll get there eventually but it's really going to come down to who's going to be airing it and obviously it's for more of a wonder um jeremy what's your thought what's Spincy's legacy a pretty queen who also has a i think too late to discover that they do have a sense of humor mm-hmm. um yeah i think they gave they gave it with the looks um, but yeah, they got a sense of humor. They just discovered it really late during that elimination. It's true. It's a musical, and we get Hannah Waddingham. Oh my god, what could possibly go wrong to mess up this episode? Oh yeah, live singing. Who are we worried about? Probably ooh. Mm. I'm gonna be scared for Lapel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because she 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 did fine in the um, girl group. I think everyone here has a bit of singing prowess. Maybe not Black Peppa. I don't know. Um, Dakota could be a question mark. Um, it's depending on what kind of style this is. Obviously, we're going rusical. Um, um, little magic to do here, but um, I'm just excited for Hannah Waddingham. I love her so much. Did we watch Hocus Pocus 2? We did. We did. I did. 
why was she only in a fucking scene? Why is she not a bigger character? Money. They've probably been like, mm. <laughs> your we, budget? We, got a bu- we got a budget. Like the glam on her face, that look, I was like, oh my God, I want to see a drag queen recreate this look. Stunning. But I love her. I love her. I love her. All right, let's ask the question. After four episodes, the winner of the season is Black Pepper. Okay. Black Pepper. Um, Black Pepper definitely jumps back up to the top spot for me this week. Um, though I don't know. I just they just adore Cheddar Gorgeous. It could happen. I like Cheddar too. It's between Black Pepper and Cheddar for me, which that sounds like a delicious combination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a really strong cast. I don't know if it's going to be easy this t- going forward to lose anybody because yeah. almost everybody is a front runner. I think for me, I'm I don't see a Pixie win. I don't see a Jombers win. Um, everybody else, maybe LaFille is kind of closer to the maybe not going to win, but everyone else I feel like is a potential winner. That's a good cast. Jeremy said it the best. Uh, Dakota is a, a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Jeremy, you go first. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on socials at rootless underscore youth on Instagram. And you can find me on Venmo with Jeremy Torres five. Uh, any cool projects? Everything work related right now for LBGTQ History Month? have a really fun panel discussion happening this week um, on non-binary imposter syndrome. So there's Amazing. that. Amazing. All right. Uh-huh. So Majera on Facebook. So M-A-J-A-J-E-R-A. And then Majera on Instagram. That's M-A-J-A-T-H-E-E-J-E-R-A. And that's on Venmo. It is um, it's my legal name. So it's uh, J-E-R-M-T-U-R-I-A-G-A, a memo. Again, I'm doing a pageant, so drop me all the coins you want. Um, doing Miss Gale High America, November 11th through the 13th here in Columbus. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad we had both of you on the show. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a great re- little reunion. Love it. Love it. A giant thank you to Jeremy and Maha for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>